it's Lauren here from the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I know that I promised there would be some more interviews, so guess what? Here's another one. I had a opportunity to talk to Kelly Williams from Beyond the Blinds Podcast and also Laguna Biatch on Instagram. I'm such a big fan of Beyond the Blinds. I think I tell all my friends all the time about different gossip and things that I've heard. And I just wanted to talk more pop culture, more reality shows that I've watched on MTV, like The Hills, Laguna Beach, and stuff that my Oh, you know, my friends in real life don't really watch as much, so it's always fun to talk pop culture. As always, this is the first, the first half is going to be on the main feed, but then the rest of it will be on Patreon. So I'm really excited, and here's the chat. Hey everyone, welcome to a new interview episode of the Fashion Grunge podcast. I am Lauren, as always, and I have a special guest with me today. I have Kelly Williams from Beyond the Blinds and, well, and also Nostalgia Now, but now Beyond the Blinds. (laughs) I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. I love to talk pop culture, and as I mentioned multiple times, I am the only one of my in real life friends who's even remotely connected to the pop culture world. So they kind of find out things from me and they're like, what? And I'm like, (laughs) it's this podcast. You have to listen to it. Everyone's dirty. Don't like anyone. It's crazy. (laughs) No, that's completely true. Everyone's terrible. I mean, now it's really interesting to see both you and Troy kind of try to separate the art from the artist which is kind of what I've had to do reviewing 90s films because I mean otherwise what are we gonna watch yeah exactly exactly I think you know if you want to try and not support anyone who's terrible you'd never watch another movie you'd never listen to another song like you gotta give yourself a little bit of leeway I think yeah I mean there's certain people that I mean I have chosen obviously not to be in that Mm -hmm. boat with like an R. Kelly like don't 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 care about his music all that much but for some people who do and people who do support you know I'm like well I'm not going to judge you if you grew up loving that music like you know, just me personally, you know, like I'm just nah. But I mean, I just have to say I love Beyond the Blinds and anyone out there who does not know what what blind gossip is or how did you get involved with it? So I got involved with it because of all like the Taylor Swift and Carly Kloss stuff. Yeah. I somehow stumbled upon this Tumblr that had like all these things. And I'm like, wait, what's a blind item? And there was another Tumblr. It was like EMP SMD, something like that. Oh. And she's the one who really got me into it because she was really good at breaking blind items down and telling you how to like figure out how to solve them, how to read them. So probably like 2017, 2018 is when I kind of fell fell into them big time. <laughs> yeah. I remember seeing them kind of around but I never thought of the riddle, like, let me solve this. I used to follow Oh No, They Didn't on Mm -hmm. LiveJournal, which was like another one of those like early, you know, gossip sites kind of. They would maybe occasionally have them, but I never thought, oh, this is a riddle I need to solve. So, I mean, it's really interesting now when you actually go and search a celebrity's name and then blind items and you see, whoa, I had no idea that they had all of these different items on them. I can learn so much more about them, allegedly, I guess. We don't really know if all of them are true or not, but how do you, how do you guys scrape together? Like, have you guys ever had an episode where you're like, okay, we want to do this celebrity and then there's just not enough. 
And you're like, wow, really shocked that there aren't enough. Yeah, there have definitely been a couple. I mean, I'd say Nicole Richie's like probably one of our yeah. best examples because you would think she would have crazy blind items. But all of her, not all, obviously, but a decent amount of her blind items go with like Joel Madden. And yeah. we did a Madden Brothers episode. So mm-hmm. we've already kind of done her. Kate Hudson, a lot of her blind oh. items were stuff that was already public. So oh. we're like, you know, this is already happening. And then we really want to do an episode on The Rock. And The Rock has like zero blind items. Really? <laughs> yeah. And like James Corden was another one that people really want us to do. But like he doesn't have enough blinds and we can only say so many times that like he's mean. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I was going to say it's kind of the same. That's Mm -hmm. kind of it. You know, like what else is there about him that you guys want to (laughs) know? God, that's so wild. Exactly. I mean, your your Kelly Ripa one like was definitely everything that I expected. Like I wasn't shocked. I was like, yeah, my my mom even was just like, I remember when she was on the soap and she had Mark Consuelos on there and she was like, I want to be with him. Write me into like all of his scenes. And they were like, okay. I was like, yeah, that's very Kelly Ripa. <laughs> like that seems very Kelly Ripa. For sure. And then it's also fun to do celebrities like her, which aren't super shocking mm-hmm. because we do such heavy topics. Sometimes it's nice to do one that's like, she just parties and maybe cheats, but that's okay. Like, I know. That's how I feel about like Rihanna's. I mean, I love Rihanna, so like she could really do no wrong. But same. So many of them are just like, yeah, they party, they do drugs. I mean, like it's Hollywood. You know, it's stuff that all people in the 90s did. You just didn't hear about it. Exactly. As much. Or it happened in the Viper Room and nobody had cameras. There was like one person with a camera and they were probably friends with everyone. So they would For never sure. out. Yeah, they would never out anybody. But I'm obsessed <laughs> with the Viper Room. And I kind of wish that there was a similar place like that now where you kind of, it was still mysterious. Like you didn't really know what happened in those places. And yeah, but now of course it's almost impossible unless they take your phone. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure there are places that that exist where they just take your phone and we'll just won't, we just will never know about it. But (laughs) I mean, some of my favorite episodes that you've done are the Warp Tour episode. I am, I've been an emo, emo girl for a little while. I went to college in Long Island. So I was in that whole, like, my chem, taking back Sunday, brand mm-hmm. new, that whole vibe. I mean, that was, unfortunately, I have to say, I heard about so much of that stuff when I was, like, going to shows and stuff like that, which is a real drag. Yeah, for sure. That's why Troy and I wanted to do Warp Tour, and I'm the one who pulled everything for that. And I guess there's also a part of me that's like, are we just like kind of like freeloading off of people's trauma? Like that's something. But the way we try and think of it, especially with the Warp Tour episode and we've done like Dan Schneider, mm-hmm. we're hoping episodes like that can like empower people can, to talk about what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we're hoping to like give more of a platform. Yes, some of our episodes are silly, but episodes like the Warp Tour one are ones that we take like a lot of time and try and carefully put together so it doesn't come off as like rude or crass or we're making fun of people or you know judging people for being 16 and wanting to hook up with the lead singer of like boys like girls or whatever i mean yeah the thing is is all of those people know better and they came around in a time where there wasn't social media so i'm assuming they thought they were never going to be found out or no one would ever say anything or how could you you can't prove it whatever i do really love that about your episodes that Definitely opened my eyes because Dan Schneider, I had no idea who he was Mm -hmm. because I'm just like out of that. The Nickelodeon that I remember was just different. 
So I don't know. Are there any old Nickelodeon like blind items like during the like salute your shorts era, the Pete and Pete era, like the 90s era? Well, I mean, Dan Schneider was involved with like all that in the Amanda show. Oh, okay. So kind uh, and like Cousin Skeeter, all those shows. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about Salute Your Shorts or, or any yeah, of that. Yeah, it might be before, it might be like a little before his time. I'm sure there's something. Like yeah. I'm sure it's probably out there. It's just like who, who knows about I'm, it. We did this episode, it's called like the Child Star Bermuda Triangle or something mm-hmm. like that. And it was talking about how this guy who was a convicted sex offender mm-hmm. worked on Growing Pains with Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio, yeah. And then there was like a few other things. And as he got older, like he kept getting in trouble for like doing things to underage kids. And they just kind of switched him from Nickelodeon to Disney. And then it took until 2012 for them to pass a law saying like, if you're a convicted child predator, you're not allowed to work on sets. All because of this guy who just kept moving from set to set. That's insane because they put you on a registry Mm -hmm. if you're convicted in like the, you know, civilian world where you can't even be around a playground. Exactly. Yet you're allowed to be on a set with who who knows how many underage people. Mm -hmm. Like that's just, oh, that's so wild. It makes, it makes me really glad that I never (laughs) became famous or had a desire to become famous, I guess. For sure. Put it that way because I'm like, I don't know what I would do. I don't, I wouldn't be famous because I would not. Like, I don't think I would be able to hold up to it. I would just be like, I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) But we like run away. Like, that's so strange. Yeah, that one I love. I mean, I'm I'm a Hills girl. Um, I'm a Laguna and Hills girl. And none of my friends in my like real life circle, which is only like four or five of us, like none of them watch the Hills. And they're like, why do you always talk about this Hills show? I was like, you should watch it. And they're like, I don't know. It's kind of dumb. I was like, oh, (laughs) but I love the show. You just had to watch it when it was on. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think someone who's never watched it could watch an episode now and be like, this is good reality TV. But like, you just is, had to though. be there. It's yeah, one of those things where you had to be there. Like, you had to be there for the longing glances for the One Republic playing in the background. The Lady Gaga and, like, the zipper. Like, <laughs> yeah. the fact that Kelly Catrone is, like, one of my favorite icons of all time on reality television and not so much her top model days, but definitely her Hills and Kel on Earth and probably like some other random things that she's done. But I just, I, I love her so much because I worked in the fashion industry and people are like, she's mean. I was like, she's kind of what people are like. Like, <laughs> that's kind of sort of if you have to cry, go outside is a huge <laughs> motto. Like, don't cry. But I did love when that, when she kind of integrated into the Hills world and it made it a lot more real, I think, when she came in because before with lisa love and teen vogue it was cool but you could kind of tell like they're sitting in this closet when Mm -hmm. the cameras are up you know and then they're probably not working there but what is your journey with like okay so starting with laguna like did you start laguna when it was on yeah yeah i started watching that in eighth grade i remember my friend steph she was like you have to watch this show it's so good it's like the oc but it's real and i'm like i'm not gonna watch it and then i watched like (laughs) I think it was the Cabo episode of season one. And I was like, oh, I'm in. Like, I'm all in. That was crazy. Yeah. That was actually pretty crazy, I have to say. Yeah, because I feel like there was no show like Laguna. Like, I watched watched The Real World and The Challenge. Yeah. But there wasn't anything with, like, people who were kind of my Mm age-ish. And, like, just that docudrama type of show. I mean, they really... 
they started they started a, a phenomenon just for sure with everything that they did i i love laguna i'm a bit older but yeah i still watch laguna i didn't watch the oc that much i watched like the first season so i wasn't coming from an oc i watched real housewives of orange county mm-hmm. which i think may or may not have been like around the same time when they both premiered so it was an orange county boom obviously mm-hmm. and i wanted to live in california so bad so i was like oh my god this is so cool they have the best life ever and <laughs> it was great tv though i mean it was great tv i i agree and like it's it's interesting to watch now because obviously so many people have filters and fillers and mm-hmm. botox and whatever if you want to do that like that's your choice but it's kind of cool to rewatch you know the hills and laguna and you just see like people that look like people yeah right and they're like teenagers and they look like teenagers right yeah which is for so, sure so insane so what did you think about laguna beach season three what is your First of all, what is your temperature check on season one, season two, and season three? We won't talk about Newport because I don't think anybody watched that. No, I mean, I think season two is definitely the best. Mm-hmm. And I think the second half of season three is better than season one. Wait, the second half of season three? Yeah, kind of like when they switched over to everything being more Kendra and Cammy focused. Oh, okay. And, like, I don't think I made Rocky's- it that far. Rocky's boyfriend breaking up with her and then yelling at her at concerts like the second half of season three really fucking brings it (laughs) oh shit okay I missed out yeah I mean season one's great and all but I think if you watch it I mean I've seen every episode like a million times at this Mm -hmm. point and season one's like kind of boring of Laguna? Of Laguna other than like the Cabo episode and then maybe like when they're at Blink-182 Oh, yeah, because they only had, like, what, 10 episodes? Uh-huh. Yeah. Then season two one. came along with, like, Jessica, Jason, and Jason, Alex. And yeah. <laughs> no one now, can compete with those three. And then Lauren. Mm-hmm. And then Lauren coming in on the back half and, right. like, just totally shifting. I mean, that season is, I feel like, the stuff of legend if you really want to study reality TV. And, like, it's just it's great. I always say the I Saw You Kiss Her episode is one of the best episodes of reality TV of all time. That's the fashion show. Yeah. Fight the Slide 2005. (laughs) Oh my God. That's right. Oh my God. And fucking like Polster and like Alex singing. Yeah. And Talon singing. Yeah. That's right. Talon, not Polster. I think Polster was modeling. But the names too. Like who'd ever heard Polster? Who'd ever heard Dieter? Dieter's not that weird, but Polster... It was just, and also my other question too, I think I like may have DM'd you this randomly, but I was like, God, you guys must get a ton of DMs. Is your Instagram name from the Mad TV skit? Yeah. Yeah, Okay, it is. perfect. Because I was like, I wonder if people have seen that. That was, inc- Mad TV was incredible for those out there who have not heard of Mad TV. It was on HBO at some point, but there's an amazing Laguna Biatch skit and it's literally exactly... <laughs> they sound like but it's really funny especially when i think there's also one i think that's kind of like the hills a little bit like they they do a scene from the hills where they're all at some kind of dinner and i think lauren is like looking at jason and she's like i have this thing in my hair do you like it and yeah like, yeah it looks really cool babe and she's like thanks 
And I was like, that's like the New Year's episode or like one of those episodes of The Hills where they're all sitting at the table. A hundred percent. Yeah, I was like, oh my God, I love this. It's so good. So, okay, <laughs> that was my other episode question was like, what's well, your favorite one of season two? So it's definitely Fight the Slide. For sure. Yeah, that's that's a really good one. I really love the beginning of season two when they all come back from college. Like my favorite is that kind of, montage of you see all of them like packing up their cars and Mm -hmm. they're all heading back and then you find out that like Kristen's dating some guy from like USC and she's just kind of I mean I've always loved Kristen I did have to say that the editing worked on me to make me love Lauren yeah and then as which I think is what it did and then as I got older I was like wait Kristen wasn't that bad (laughs) like I mean right she was just like a confident 16 year old I mean, I still wish I had Kristen's level of confidence in high school. Like, For at, sure. Even now. Like, I'm just like, no, I did not have that. <laughs> so The Hills. So did you immediately go into The Hills, like, when it came on? Yeah. Yeah. I was I was a big Lauren girl. I still am. I know, like, the new hot take is Lauren was the actual villain of The Hills. And I'm like, you can never convince me of that. <laughs> like, <laughs> honestly. The producers um, are the villains. I mean, that's... Yeah. <laughs> I I would follow Lauren Conrad to the end of the world. (laughs) I kind of wish that she had, I mean, I know that she doesn't want to because she, you know, has a family. It's kind of living the more like normal off screen life. But did you listen to Back to the Beach, the podcast? I didn't. Oh, any of them? Um, I listened to, I think, two. I don't even remember which ones. I think I tried to get into it, but... As a listener, as someone who's like interviewed most of the cast, honestly. Oh, yeah. So it, it was really frustrating to have like Steven always be like, the producers made us do that. The producers made us do this. And like to a point, I think the producers definitely manipulated them and they're teenagers. I get it. That's super fucked up. But every cast member that I interviewed was just like, yeah, they had us have talking points, but no one said, you know, go do this. Yeah. They were kind of like, talk about this person or. And maybe I never got to interview Steven. So maybe his journey is way different than Jason or Talons or whoever. But I don't know. It really felt like Steven was trying to like clear his name when in reality, nobody is like mad at him over the thing anymore. Yeah. I was gonna say no one thinks about Steven in a bad way. No, it's not. Honestly, it's not like he's Jason or anything. And even Jason... Like what I I do love Jason's trajectory for sure. And I do love that he was in that. Did you see the New Hills? Like the mm-hmm. was it New Beginnings? I think I do love that he owns everything that he did. You know, and he you could always tell. I mean, even when I would watch the show, and some of my friends would watch, and they would be like, "Who is that guy with the chin strap? Is he in college?" And I was like, "No, he's like a junior, I think, or like he's not even a senior or whatever it was." And they're like, <laughs> "Wow, he looks older." And I was like, "Yeah, I think it's." I think it's life experience. I think that's why he is like growing up too yeah, fast. Yeah, for sure. You know? <laughs> yeah, he didn't act like he was like 17. Like no. He, and then especially when you go into, now I like to look back at the hills. Like I'm doing a, I usually do a summer hills rewatch. Season one, what did you think about season one of the hills? As much as I dislike Spencer Pratt to my core, he did save the hills. Him and Brody showing up really did because- I don't know how many seasons they could have got over, like I said, like longing glances to apologize by One Republic playing. <laughs> and Jordan and like Brian were just not like t- good TV, I don't think. They were too normal. Mm-hmm. I think the thing with The Hills is everyone was too normal at first. 
Except for Justin Bobby, who was uh, my ultimate. Like, I, I love Justin Bobby only because I was obsessed with Johnny Depp as a child. So that's probably why. The only reason why. But well, well he didn't show up for like a to like season, season three. Was it two? Or, or was maybe it three? two. It was after Jordan and Brian had, yeah, mm-hmm. had like definitely gone. But yeah, I remember like he was such an asshole in the beginning. And I was like, I know guys like this. This is real. Like for people who think this is fake, I feel like he's probably the most consistent on the show. And I don't think he was doing anything like, you know, fake or whatever. I agree with you. I almost, the way I look at the Hills, and I know that this is going to be like super unpopular, but I really do feel like it's almost like the Truman show where everyone was mm-hmm. in on it, but Lauren kind of right. That's, that's really what it felt like. And like, I listened to one of Lauren's podcast episodes. She had a podcast for a little bit and she had a producer on and they talked about how like producers wanted Lauren to kiss people. And Lauren would be like, I'm not kissing oh. this random person. Like stop. Yeah. That's really, okay, now that's too much. I feel like mm-hmm. that's a, a step too far. Like, and didn't she like not really date Brody? No, that was all, I'm yeah. assuming that they probably hooked up, but that mm-hmm. was kind of it. There were no like feelings really. Yeah, it wasn't like she was actually upset at Bunny, although I when it happened, I mean, the Bunny, Brody, Lauren triangle was like all I could talk about. For sure. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe she did this. Granted, then the whole lunch after and then her meeting with Heidi and there being... Now, the Heidi thing was real, though. The, like, separation of that friendship. For sure. And I think people now, they're just like, you know, Lauren was controlling over her friends, you know, which she was. You know, she's 21, 22, the star of a show. She probably wants her friends to act a certain way. Mm Mm-hmm. But people don't remember what was being said, like, in the tabloids, like Perez Hilton saying all these nasty things about her, Spencer being Perez's best friend, Spencer putting out blog posts calling Lauren words like beef curtains and talking about her sex life. And there was a lot of stuff that happened off the show that they couldn't talk about on the show because they weren't supposed to break that wall. Which is really, which is, I know that you watch some Bravo shows, but that's Mm -hmm. what I love about the girls trip. That, that Bravo or Peacock does or whatever is that they are they talk amongst each other about the show like mm. they break that fourth wall which is what I think the next era of reality television kind of sort of needs to be to For not sure. have us feel like everything is so fake because that's why people still talk about these early shows granted that's a little different too because they couldn't t- break that fourth wall but back in like early re- like Real Housewives days they I mean, nothing was off limits. It was just a docu-series. Mm-hmm. They didn't really have to tell them to do anything or have lunch with this person or whatever. Like, they were genuine friends, which is also what why The Hills and Laguna work so well, because they were real friends. Like, yeah, it was casted, but it was casted inside of a high school. And they were like, oh, I have this friend over here. Maybe they want to do it. And then it wasn't like you were forcing these people to, like, get together and have lunch and do all that stuff. And yeah, I mean, I just, I love the Hills. I wanted to live in LA. So right when it happened is when I lived in New York and I was like, Oh, I want to live here. This is so cool. And like, I don't even care about the traffic. And (laughs) this is so cool that she works in this magazine. And we got the whole Paris thing. The Lauren is never going to go to Paris or going to be known as the girl who never went to Paris. Like just so many iconic, iconic moments of that show. For sure. I totally agree. It's like a warm blanket, that show. So mm-hmm. I, I really, 
really loved it. So your Scientology episode is another one that I love. I am like, obviously like most of the world, I'm just fascinated with this out in the open society, cult, religion, whatever. For sure. And I feel like Tom Cruise has never been hotter than he is right now. And I'm like, guys, we've been like talking about Scientology for years now. He's still the face of Scientology. Mm -hmm. He's not changed. He's still like a part of this terrible cult religion. But he masks. I just recently saw the new Mission Impossible and he, all the interviews he does, it's, he is so, and I reviewed the first Mission Impossible last week. And I was like, this is why I think so many, like me and most of my friends are like children of the eighties and nineties. So like Tom Cruise was everywhere. Like there was no way you couldn't know who Tom Cruise was, but he is one of the last eras of that Hollywood star that only talks about the movie. Like that's Mm. all he talks about. Even in the nineties, we knew he was married to Nicole Kidman, but that's it. Never knew about the Scientology, never knew anything about the religion or like, I guess their quote unquote religion or nothing. So now the fact that we know, and it's proven, I mean, it's not like it's alleged. We know he's in it and it's just, it is kind of wild, but I'm sure he's got like crazy PR. That's like, if you even deviate from this list of questions, like, it'll be shut down and now he's trying to save Hollywood. That's the, the new, uh, what PR spin is that he's saving the movies, (laughs) saving the movies, saving the theaters, saving it all. So I'm just like, good God. But yeah, it is, it is weird to think about. For sure. For sure. And Danny Masterson, your rotted episodes. I mean, they're definitely worth, subscribing to patreon for because i would have never known half of the things i know especially the james franco one i think was particularly hard that one is really like stuck with me like that was one of the episodes that after we finished i was like i just need to like shower and like take a minute and like turn my phone off and just like (laughs) have a moment to myself (laughs) i mean yeah totally and i grew up loving i mean i still do love freaks and geeks like i Mm -hmm. love all those guys they're incredible actors great writers but then yeah you kind of see like oh you know that's what I do also really love about your show is that I feel like now because I'm a child of like the 90s basically now your show is like in you're like in the cogs and wheels now like now I'm kind of like oh I see this PR machine I see how this is working and then I even now TikTok of course there are a bunch of people now who are like kind of doing what like a lot of people do like piecing things together like oh this puff piece is because really there's a lawsuit coming out and they don't want anyone to know about this that's happening and i'm like oh it's it's cool to see like of course now everyone thinks every relationship is pr you know which is really interesting too yeah for sure i mean i think a lot of relationships seem very pr now just mm-hmm. because they can get publicity but i don't think like every single relationship is fake no, I, I just think, so. think they like the attention. Yeah, and that's kind of what all Hollywood has been. It's just that no one talked about it or I guess exposed contracts or anything like mm-hmm. that, but I mean it's basically been like that for since Hollywood's been around. And back in the day, day, like people kind of couldn't be seen together unless they were married. So that's why you have all these celebrities from like the 40s and 50s who are married like six or seven times because you couldn't be outdating like you kind of have to be attached to that person like Marilyn Monroe I think was married like three Mm -hmm. three or four times and she wasn't even that old so yeah it's like it's it's interesting to see especially like now I'm I'm not a Taylor Swift fan but 
the Taylor Swift crossover into a lot of pop culture podcasts is so interesting. But why do you think that is? Like, why is she kind of like a thread or a through line with a lot of people who talk about pop culture? Um, I think it's because she's genuinely like, it's interesting how she's come up. Her her fans are crazy. I'm a Swifty guy, so yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I can say that. They're out of their minds. Um, you know, all the records she's breaking, it's crazy because yeah. she's like, no one will ever break this record while I'm alive. Like it seems like every oh. record she's trying to break is like, no one will be able to touch this. Do you know what I mean? Wow. And then she's also been attached to so many people. I mean, best friends with like Selena Gomez, Gigi Hadid, mm-hmm. like lively, you know? Her relationships, in my opinion, have been 98% fake. But 98? Who's the two? Who's the 2%? Who's the real one? Yeah, like one, are there one or two people? I actually do think her and Joe were some kind of real couple. Oh, okay. For a while, I thought that they were fake and maybe started off as like contract. I don't think that it was like, I don't think they met how they said they met. How did they say they met? Like at the Met Gala, they locked eyes while oh. Taylor was dating Calvin Harris, but also wanting to hook up with Tom Hiddleston. It's a real mess. I was going to say Hiddleston, I think, was in that Met Gala situation too. Yeah, so yeah. that relationship makes me like sick. It's so fake. I love Tom Hiddleston just because I'm a Loki fan. Um, so I not I don't know much about him personally, but I was like, this is weird. Like when that whole thing came out with the shirt and yeah. I was like, this is too much. And and yeah, I just, I think she's connected to so many people. I mean, Troy and I have agreed that she's kind of helped like Harry Styles with his solo career. Mm-hmm. You know, she, even though that was years before he went solo, that still put P- him as the star of One Direction, him dating Taylor Swift, you yeah. know, even though it was like a two month fake relationship, but people don't want to hear that. I mean, uh, there are a lot of fake ones that... Thanks for listening to the Fashion Grunge podcast. To hear more of this episode, go check out our Patreon. We have two tiers, $3 and $5 a month that include TV shows, uh, documentaries, 90s culture, everything basically that we talk about that's not a movie is on the $5 tier. And all of the movies before 1990, released after 1990, and all of the full archive of interviews are available on the $3 tier. So go check that out. Patreon.com slash fashion grunge. Asta.